Welcome to Inclusion Matters, a podcast about children's development from the Center for Inclusive Childcare. Welcome to Inclusion Matters, a podcast from the Center for Inclusive Childcare. I'm Priscilla Weigel, the Executive Director, and I'm here today with Michelle Quickstad, who is the follow-along program coordinator from the Department of Health, and she is here today to tell us about this wonderful resource for families. And Michelle, I know that our audience you know, is comprised of a lot of folks who touch young children's lives, whether it be, you know, an early childhood educator, a parent, a grandparent, a primary care physician, a therapist. We have a wide range of folks who track us and and follow us. So we really wanted you to come today and tell about this amazing program. So welcome, Michelle. Thank you so much, Priscilla. I'm super excited to be here and talk about the follow along program. Uh, it is just that it's to appeal to a universal audience and be accessible to friends, uh, family, neighbors. It's a voluntary program that's facilitated through the Department of Health, but it's also a coordinated effort with the Department of Education. So it's a developmental screening program that serves and supports children and families, ensuring that children who may have special needs are identified and receive supports efficiently and effectively. That's wonderful. And I'm so excited to learn more in depth about it in the time that we have together. So um, can you just tell us a little bit more as you started, you kind of started the the overview, but when we think about what is the follow along program, really, what is it? Uh, I think there's so many facets to it that are really helpful. Can you tell us a little bit more about this? I would love to. And part of the story is really the, the history of it the inception of the program. So there was a need, you know, earlier in the 80s around helping support children and families with special health needs. And there wasn't anything specifically set up to help uh, follow a family or a child along in that birth to kindergarten age range. The Department of Health created this in 1988 through a pilot project to really figure out how can we have local public health agencies support children and family and their development in an ongoing systematic way. So it's over, you know, the last 30 years, it's become a really well-respected evidence-based developmental screening process. So the details of it really is it's free. Um, You can sign up online. And then once a family signs up or someone refers them to us, then they get a call or contact from a local public health agency to find out if they're interested, what their needs are, uh, kind of do a little bit of an intake to get to know them. And then we have an ages and stages questionnaire. And so now this is the the science behind how we support children and families through development. And so they'll receive a screening um, that talks about development. And then we can kind of see, is that child falling within a typical age range? Or are there areas that maybe we want to provide some more information, skills and activities for that family or that caregiver? That's so fantastic. And now as you're talking about that questionnaire, um, and so that's something that can be done online for the family? Yes, many of our local, oh, go ahead. Well, I love the fact that there's actually a human that reaches out to them initially, though. That is, and you said that was kind of the first step, is that intake where you have that conversation, because I know when you think about uh, a, a young parent or a parent who is just parenting for the first time, that 
human connection can be so supportive. And all those questions of, am I doing this right? Is my child on the right path? There are a lot of online opportunities for folks to check into those things, but to have that human touch, I think is so important. So I really love that that facet of the follow along program. And so now I'm sorry, you go into what you were going to share about. Well, and I, I think just to add on to what you were saying, Priscilla, that's what maybe differentiates us from an app, right? There are lots mm-hmm. of apps out there that you can put in your child's name, put in their, their date of birth, and you can kind of find out where is your child falling um, in terms of how they compare to other children their age with development, walking, talking, crawling, um, communicating. Mm-hmm. What this program does is provide that personal connection and what we hope an ongoing relationship because let's face it, children don't come with a manual. And what we are really trying to do is how do we provide services through the state department at the local and regional level to support children and families? Because we know that a need in Bemidji might be different than a need in Rochester. It might be different than a need in the Metro. So that personal connection with our one of our local public health agency staff members is really the, the true gift, I think, of the program. Yeah, that's lovely. And I think, too, when we think about the idea of early intervention, which we are all about at the Center for Inclusive Child Care, we know that those early understandings of typical and what is seen as kind of that path of development, that how it should look, once you start to see those early red flags, it's so important to do something. And this, this personalized touch is really an opportunity to do that for families. That's so exciting. Well, what I think about is nice about the breadth and the scope of follow along is that we can be as involved or as little involved as families feel most comfortable with. Some of our families, we do just send out a questionnaire. It can be electronically. It can be by paper. As we know, there are many different cultures and languages, and we want to be responsive and respectful to how a family best receives information. And so through that relationship or maybe that intake first phone call, um, that is established, how a family, a caregiver prefers to get information. And so as they develop that relationship and they have that ongoing um, back and forth, then they can find out, do they need more hands-on or do, do they just need that periodic screening that's sent out to them? And that's plenty. Great. That's so interesting and helpful, I think. And I know that um, you mentioned the questionnaire and I, and we might be jumping ahead kind of on our, our plan that we talked about as far as how we were going to cover things. But can you share some examples of the questions that might be on that questionnaire for folks? Yeah, absolutely. So the uh, Ages and Stages questionnaire has a component that focuses on all of the areas of development. There's a separate one that focuses just on social emotional development because we know that social emotional or mental health piece is a really important part for all areas of development. So it does an overview. It takes about 10 to 15 minutes to complete and um, it goes through each one of those areas and helps us identify if there are any concerns or questions. A couple of examples of what you might um, see on a questionnaire would be, uh, does your child use uh, words uh, that, such as um, more or up? And so they'll give examples of what to look for and when your child is talking. So it doesn't have to be one, like sit down and do it all at once. You can do it over a period of time. And the intention is to do it with what you have at home. 
So some of it might include, you know, look at your child's scribbling and they'll have pictures. Does it look like this? Does your child hold a, a writing utensil like this? Is your child crawling in this way? And it gives descriptions and um, pictures that come along with it. And also the hope is that no one would need anything special to complete this. You have all the information you need as a caregiver to answer the questions about your child. Nice. And it's based on the age and stage of that child when the parent is or caregiver is filling out the, the question. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and what we have been finding, um, Brooks Publishing is the organization that has created this questionnaire, and we've been actively working with Brooks to make sure that we continually have things translated and culturally um, vetted, because we know that different groups of people and different traditions impact what is expected, what experiences that children have. And so we know that that's improving. This is not a one-stop, one-size-fits-all. That's why that mm -hmm. ongoing relationship with a local public health provider, often a nurse, is someone that's really helpful. And oftentimes we'll have translators um, and other liaisons available to help talk through the results and, and the questions to make sure that it makes sense for that individual family. That's so important and responsive, I think, too. And that's going to make the greatest impact in success for that child and that family. So kind of um, going back to a little bit more about what is offered through your website or if, if someone goes and explores some of the options, I know that um, you had mentioned that there, it's a fun way to get some ideas to further a child's development. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, our local public health agencies over time have developed a great resource tool. And if a family fills out a questionnaire, for example, at the four-month level, and there aren't any questions or concerns that they need a, a visit or any specific follow-up, that local public health provider will send out activities and tips and tricks um, for that family to do with that child. Again, going back to they don't come with a manual, so it's always yeah. helpful to know what are some activities and experiences children can have to help them thrive and grow um, and, and really focus on that healthy development? That's fantastic. We talk a lot in our work about if you want a child to thrive as a four-year-old, they have to know how to be a superstar three-year-old. And so they can't skip over those really critical pieces. And that sounds like you're doing a great job through your program at Follow Along to just be able to say, here's what you can do to foster that really, that full breadth of possibilities for a child. That's super exciting, I love that. Yeah, I can't highlight enough that really the, the genius or the, the gift of the program is really between the relationship and the caregiver. Because mm -hmm. we know that the tools help us get started in that relationship and, and develop that connection and that relationship. But it's that give and take and that back and forth between a caregiver and a, and a provider or augmenting, you know, the information that we get in a questionnaire. So adding to that information that maybe we get in that questionnaire, that's the real gift of the follow along program. Yeah. Do you have any examples of, you know, just maybe a typical process that a family or a caregiver might go through from that intake point to, and, and we'll just say, maybe there are concerns. Can you share a story about, you know, those next steps that follow along could really help guide that caregiver into the right direction for that. Child. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I love giving examples because it helps paint a picture. 
for the listener. And at the same time, I want to make sure that that's not exclusive because we're working and supporting children and families that have children birth to that uh, transition to kindergarten. So this isn't exclusive to all of the things, but I did have a call the other day with a mom that called um, and wanted to find out some more information. And as we were talking and going through the intake online together, you can do it by yourself, but she wanted to know how is this different than what the pediatrician's office already does. And much like what we were talking about, I was able to give her examples of what the questionnaire looks like pediatricians sometimes go through the whole questionnaire. Sometimes they use a different questionnaire. Sometimes they do it just to get gather some overall information, but don't necessarily come out with a score or a range, um, right? So we use this as a tool to really help that family look at that child's development over time. And so she had uh, two, she had twins that were born prematurely. And as we were talking, there was more information than I was gathering with her that I was able to help them pass on to the local public health agency. Like they were getting ready to move. She was concerned about what that move might do to her one-year-old twins. How could she best prepare them? How would this be able to follow her as she moved? And absolutely statewide, we support the follow along program. We have 87 counties in the state of Minnesota and 81 of them are currently participating. But even for the counties that maybe aren't participating, what we do is we take that intake and then we find out who's the county nearby that maybe could support that family. And um, right, local public health agencies are in the business of providing local public health. And so um, we will help support one another uh, through that process. Oh, that's lovely. I'm getting this visual of just kind of these really helpful hands carrying this family through as as they parent and care for their child. And such critical, we all know that those early years are the most important years in a child's development long-term. They're really setting the stage for learning and social-emotional interaction and, and all of those pieces that are so essential. So um, I loved earlier on, you just kind of barely touched on it, but it's free. that's free there's no cost there is no cost it's part of you know the the community health support that the minnesota department of of health provides and i would be remiss without um, mentioning that this is a coordinated effort right with the department of education we receive funds through a grant to help support that interagency collaboration so again a family doesn't need to know where the resources or the funding is coming from but i do think it's helpful to know that we actively work with the Department of Education and Human Services in providing this service. So if there's something uh, beyond development or there is a need or a concern beyond that, that this is a way to help us connect directly with those resources. So Part C Early Intervention Services with our local public school district is a strong partner. I like to say that we're sisters in the effort in supporting kids and families. That's fabulous because that leads into my next question of how does this fit with Help Me Grow and Help Me Connect other other uh, initiatives that are out there to support finding and, and really helping kids thrive. So can you tell us a little bit about that connection? Yeah, all of those programs that you mentioned are individually very strong and helpful programs to support children and family. And I see them as a way, I see Follow Along as a way to weave through those programs. So Help Me Connect right, is that online online navigation tool that families can access and find a dentist or 
find, you know, somebody that can help support them in their child's needs. And Help Me Grow is the referral source for early intervention or early childhood special education supports and services. Follow along is maybe a lighter touch than special education. It, it's maybe we want to know information about a child's development. Maybe we have concerns. Maybe we don't have concerns. Maybe we just want to become an informed caregiver. And so again, it's as involved or as little involved as caregivers feel comfortable. But knowing that we partner with these resources with the Department of Education, Department of Human Ser Services, that when there is a question or concern that comes about food, um, housing, those types of um, needs that we experience, you know, throughout this period of time, that we can help connect with those resources. So we're all connected. We may have different names, but we're all partners in, in providing those supports and services to families. That just goes back to that picture that I see of this, this really lovely hand, you know, visual of just really following and hand. I love the name follow along because I think that that is something that seems like um, an ideal plan, but is so often not experienced. You know, people, parents, families, caregivers who are really responsible for that precious life to have that supportive partner in the journey. It's, it's just so essential. So Michelle, I just, I loved hearing all of the great things about follow along. I look forward to also anything we can do to help um, further the, the process of getting the word out there. And our podcast is one way, but if there are others that you think of, um, certainly let us know. But as we kind of close out our time in this podcast, are there any other things that you want to highlight before we, we sign off? Just to mention again that the follow along program is free. It's voluntary. You participate as much or as little as you want. We're here to help support you based on what your needs are and that we're growing and evolving like many other programs. We know that um, being responsive to cultural and uh, family needs is, is important. And some of the tools we use aren't necessarily universal. We like to think our program is universal, but really the key is to help identify what needs are uh, for that individual family and that individual caregiver and child. And so as we work through kind of that evolution of updating the materials and working with publishers to make sure that they have culturally responsive um, translated documents, um, we hope that that relationship with that local provider is the, is the key to having that access. So again, um, it, we welcome people to ask questions. Um, the website has our, our email and our phone number. And so families, caregivers, uh, practitioners, child care providers, all of the people can call and email and we'll make sure that they get information that um, more describes our program to meet their needs. That's fabulous. Thank you so much, Michelle, for being with us today. I enjoyed our talk. I look forward to keeping up to date with any changes that might happen and um, truly let us know if you want to come back and give us any updates because we really want to keep people in the loop as far as the precious information. Thank you. For I would love that. Thank you, Priscilla. And thank you to you and your team for all the good work that you do. As a practitioner myself for many years, I, I sought out um, your program and helping support families and child care centers and I just really appreciate and admire all the good work that you do too. So thank you for all that you do. Oh, thanks, Michelle. It's great to have you with us. And the, for our listeners out there, of course, if you want more information, you can go to follow along and we will put the link in our um, 
description of the podcast. So it'll make it really easy for them, for folks to, to find you. And also, if you want any other information related to any other resources um, that are on the topics of development, early intervention, inclusion, anything related to quality care for kids, come to inclusivechildcare.org and we will um, hopefully provide you with what you need. And if you don't see something there that you really want and need, please let us know because we're always growing our resources. So thank you, Michelle. Thank you to our listeners today. And we'll talk soon. Thanks for listening. For more resources, visit us at inclusivechildcare.org.